Welcome to the Muddy Waters of Freedom with your hosts, Matt Wright and Mohammed Shaker. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Muhammad Sharmut Shaker, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I have not seen you in so long. Six months? Uh, weeks? Something. Okay, good. We got sound. All right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's been a month and a half. Yeah. A month and a half or so. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it, it is good to be back in the muddied waters of Freedom Studios. Yeah. I have uh, definitely, definitely missed being here. Um, it's better this way. It is better this way. People kept asking me, and I was like, the format changed too much for me. <laughs> On top of the the tech changes that we just I or I couldn't figure out. Right. No, I get that. Um, we went from like two dudes talking to just me talking, <laughs> and that was not going to happen no matter how hard I tried. Right. I did one episode for half um, half an hour. Yeah. I was surprised I could do that, and then I was like, "Good." Hey, I listened. Done. I listened to that episode. Is it. It was. It was. It was a very informative episode. <laughs> You talked about the expanse for about ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> also, I need to drag out the end. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to that episode. I was like, man, he is just going into the expanse. Such a good show. Yeah, it's what I hear. Ken watches it. <laughs> Does he? I told you this, right? I know. I knew we watched it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be my roommate. I knew we watched that show. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. It's something to be back in Florida. I'm not going to say it's good, but it's something to be back in. Do you Florida. feel bad about being fired from Alaska? One, I did not get fired. I quit that job. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't get fired. Um, no, I, I, so I got, I got a different job offer, which I will talk about at a later date. And um, I decided to take it. And Hold the, on. What? So you don't have a heart. You got a job offer. No, and I have a heart. No, which came first? You deciding not to do the job or your job offer? No, I decided not to do the job, but I wasn't going to quit until I had a different offer. Okay, you have a heart. Matt has a heart. That that surprised me. Yeah, uh, that has actually been surprising a lot of people uh, that I apparently have a conscience. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, apparently... <laughs> Apparently, that shocked uh, quite a number of people. I mean, tell them what happened. You can even throw the name of the company out there so nobody buys Man. from them. <laughs> Actually, wait, in case your current employers are listening. Right. That's They, they still owe me some paychecks. <laughs> so I'm not, oh, that too. Right. So uh, I just wasn't a fan of the way that company was running the business. That is what you said anyways on the text. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the way that the company ran the business. And I felt that some of the business practices were slightly unethical slash immoral. And they, some of them, some of them, like one of the trainers for this company, uh, she almost kind of bragged about it. And she said, for I mean, everybody knows that I worked in uh, the diamond industry for the last month and a half. I think they know that anyway. Um, but she was like, no, it's the diamond industry. So it doesn't exactly bring in the greatest people. And she was like, it's just what you get used to. And what do you mean? What? Who? The workers or the, the people buying? Who's the, not the greatest people? The people who run the companies. I can see that. Yeah. No, I think that there is a. Uh, I think that there is a certain level of. But there's certain diamond places here in uh, St. Pete, I think, or Pinellas that are known to be good. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm certain that I'm certain that there are a lot of diamond places that are good. Yeah. And that have good people working for them. But if you go to the upper, like most of them are probably not the wholesaler diamond industry people. They're the people who buy it from the wholesalers mm -hmm. and then sell it here. And so they're just kind of doing it because they like jewelry or whatever. Mm -hmm. While there are going to be the others that are 
just huge dicks and they just like will uh feed on those who are mentally weak and like yeah. i i saw it early on and i was like man i like i i would not give the um store line of credit i didn't offer it because what if you're telling me you can't afford this i'm not gonna be like well just you know open up a new line of credit and yeah. you'll be fine <clears throat> i wasn't gonna do that do they do credit checks yeah Okay. Yeah, they would do credit checks. Like there was one in there was one instance that uh, I saw where uh, the mom wanted to buy her daughter uh, a ring. I think it was a ring. It was a ring or a bracelet. I don't remember. Uh, but they didn't have enough money on their credit cards, even if you split the credit cards. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we tried. And, and so they were like, "Well, let's open up a line of credit." And the mom was on. She was either on social security or she was on. Um, disability i can't remember which and she didn't make enough money or her credit wasn't good enough to get a line of credit so they opened one in the daughter's name mm-hmm. and i don't even know if the daughter was old enough to open a line of credit with anybody <laughs> <laughs> and i was just kind of like man i don't know how i feel about all of that like when i was a kid i got roped into a credit card and it took me a long time to get that off my record yeah well, <laughs> off my I, credit when i was in high school yeah i i uh, opened two thousand dollars in credit and was an 18 year old about it you yeah know, and never paid it off right until i was halfway through the army and i decided to pay it off right you know? dude we are so out of practice we forgot to thank low tide cavalbar <laughs> thank you thank you low tide cavalbar for the calvin crowd and we drink on our show bula bula But, uh, yeah, so um, I started looking for a new job uh, while I was up there, uh, which became a lot easier after Adam, the Freeman, left. and uh, Left what? Alaska. He's gone already? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Where'd he go, here? No, he's in Texas. For good? No, uh, he's got, I don't want to like put his entire business oh, out there, yeah, but he, yeah, yeah. he had some personal issues he had to go deal with. And uh, he is... Uh, going to be coming back sometime i don't really know when mm-hmm. but uh yeah he um he left and so i was up there by myself and i was i'd made a pretty decent core group of friends uh while i was there and i was having a good time but the trainer was just getting on my ever-loving last nerve she was like picking on my shoes for not being clean enough even though you know i had to walk through i had to walk to work every day and while I was walking to work, it, oh, also we're in a rainforest, so it rains. Oh, that's what it looked like. Yeah. yeah. So it rains constantly. <clears throat> so my shoes were dirty one day and she was like, your shoes aren't clean enough. And then in basically the same breath, she told me that she was legally blind. <laughs> and I was like, mm. I'm legally blind and I can see how dirty that is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So I was just kind of like, man, so much of everything that is uh, going on with this uh, company is just bullshit. And I don't want to deal with it. And so uh, I got a offer to work at a different company, which we'll be talking about at a different date. Diamonds? No. I work for Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Muhammad works for Uber. So if you're out getting hammered this weekend in St. Pete, <laughs> try to get Muhammad to uh, pick the you up. The best goddamn drop. I didn't know that Lyft sends you fucking writer reviews every week. And I was looking at it and uh, one of them even said, Muhammad, it was like a paragraph. Muhammad's like one of the best drivers I've ever had and he should own Lyft. <laughs> it literally <laughs> said that. <laughs> it said Muhammad should own Lyft. I was like, damn. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to own Lyft, the, actually. The Arab guy owning the taxi service. <laughs> Shocker. Or is that it's an, I own an app. Right. So we're not a taxi service. I'm an independent contractor. You are an independent contractor. I own my own business. It's That's a right. Sonata. But uh, depending on which taxi service you use, they own their own cars, which means they are also independent contractors. <laughs> so really, you're a taxi. You know, actually, Uber apparently does this thing. Uber is like fighting back against the taxi people. Good. One of the guys told me by this like associate program they have where you you can run your taxi cabs through Uber, which is a 
you know, the struggling taxi businesses would hop right on top of that, which would totally, you know. That would revamp the entire taxi industry. Yeah. 100%. And then the ones that don't want to get along with it or do better, they're just going to die out. Right. Which I, they're going to die out regardless, but faster now with what Uber's doing. Uh, but it's been pretty interesting driving uh, for Uber and Lyft because I haven't talked about it on the show, I guess. No, because no, I wasn't working at the time. <laughs> I was going to say, no, you haven't. Yeah. No, it's been pretty interesting. I've been meeting cool people. Had to kick one person so far out of my car. And, um, you know, I'm a very highly rated uh, driver here in the Tampa Bay area. Just remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, if you're out this weekend, which happens to be, I mean, it's Pride weekend. Yeah, it's gay day. It's gay day. It's gay day here in St. Pete. Uh, so they're going to be having the parade, and then tomorrow's the the, the festival. Thing. Wear condoms, please. Wear condoms. Actually, actually I'm thinking of putting condoms in my car. Today. That's a good call. Actually, that's a really good call. I, I don't really know what happens, but I'm sure it's going to happen tonight. <laughs> uh, people having sex, <laughs> especially tonight. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are going to have sex. I mean, the sex is going to be had all day today. Well, yeah, all day. I need condoms. I'm certain in many men's room stalls all across. The fine city of St. Pete. <laughs> There's going to be lots of sex being had. Um, and good for them. No, yeah, good for them. Good yeah. for them. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, if you're out uh, celebrating gay day, uh, you know, one, be safe. Two, take, a, take an Uber or a Lyft. Yep. Fuck a taxi. Um, take an Uber and a Lyft. Maybe you'll get Muhammad and uh, you can... Surprisingly, I've randomly gotten Kava people so far, four of them, which yeah. to me is I saw really you weird. Got I know you got Connor. Yeah. I know you got Saxer. And I, bef- in between them, I got Autumn, but oh, that, did you? that wasn't publicized. Yeah. All right. Not that she she wouldn't care that I'm, yeah, it wasn't publicized. But yeah, I picked her up because she had her baby and she can't really drive yet. And she has no need to drive either because she can't drink a lot of the stuff while she's, you know. Nursing. Yeah. Yeah. Nursing the baby. Nursing that little kid. Yep. She doesn't look like she had a baby. That's that's good for her too. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, good yeah. on him. Yeah, um, yeah. It's weird being back, man. I stepped off that plane. Like, what? What's that thing called? The tube that goes from the plane to the terminal? I think it's a tube. All right, the tube. So I stepped off the plane into the tube in Tampa, and my first thought was. I have made a grave mistake. <laughs> yeah. It is 4,000 degrees here. <laughs> what did I do? It was, it was very nice in Alaska when I left. <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I was quite enjoying it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I did promise that we would talk about everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Until I leave. Until you leave. Everything going on. So, I mean, what could we possibly talk about today? What do you want to talk? What do you want to start with? We did zero show notes, by the way, in regular Matt and Muhammad form. I thought when you asked me, I thought you were writing that down. (laughs) No. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about the family separation stuff. All right. We're going to start with immigration. So, I think, did you see my post where I shared the being libertarian? No. No? Okay, so I shared the Obama meme that we ended up sharing on uh, Muddy Waters of Freedom. I ended up sharing that. The one about, like, uh, it's great that he made it. The 2.5 million deportations yeah. okay, go down real that. smooth. I did see yeah. that. Yeah. That was getting real difficult because I was arguing with, like, six people at once on one, like, on one thread. And it was just like, come on, like, can you guys separate this a little bit so I can keep track of what I've already said? Yeah. <laughs> um, but we... Uh, so, yeah, that entire situation is kind of fucked because Trump is not the first president to do this. No. We already, like, we know that. Anybody who, like, everybody who's like, oh, well, Snope says it isn't true. I just. It fuck. is true. It is true. It's 100% true. Like, Obama did it. Yeah, what people don't understand is what Trump did that then caused more fa- Obama. Did a stay of some kind on. Okay, so Trump did the opposite of what Obama did, and I don't know what to call that. Uh, Trump did zero tolerance on crossing borders. Obama right. ignored it after 2014. 
there's even a little press conference thing that I found uh, where Nancy Pelosi uh, had went around to the different like detention centers and. Oh yeah, and she said uh, she said that um, she went around to the different detention centers and she said that she was filled with hope because all of these kids wanted a better life in America, mm-hmm. and now in 2018, four years later, the kids in the detention centers. This is a travesty. This should not be happening. Yeah, yeah. It does not matter that back then they were sleeping on floors, being covered in tinfoil, thrown into uh, detention centers. Well, yeah, and this all started with the pictures from 2014, not from... Not from today. You yeah, know? the pictures and, were from 2014. Yeah, and so, yeah, Trump reversed Obama by going zero tolerance, but both of them were operating under the same set of law, really, and it was either don't enforce it or mildly enforce it under Obama or just zero tolerance under Trump. Um, and that's what caused a lot of se- family separation issues under Trump because of the, you know, if it's zero tolerance, you're it's zero tolerance. So you're grabbing more families and, you know, separating them because by law, you can't uh, send kids to court with their parents. Right. Uh, for those the criminal offenses of, you know, illegal entry. Right. Um, and that's why they separate them. It's not for a nefarious reason. Right. So the way the way I read that was there are rules on how long you can keep a child locked up versus how long you can keep an adult locked up, which is why they have to separate. Them. And the court stuff. Right. That's very stuff. important, too. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so going zero tolerance means that he ended up picking up more people, which means more people on average ended up getting separated but it was it did happen under obama and it would be really stupid to say that that's not true considering he deported more people under his presidency so far we don't know what than any other president any other president before him yeah right yeah any other president before him and we all know that trump likes to get records yeah but not this one because in that first year he still was deporting less people than obama now the the, the leftist argument against this, which I saw a bunch over the last week, uh, the leftist argument against this is that uh, it's because Obama changed the rules on what qualifies as a deportation. If you get turned away at the border, that counts as a deportation, and those numbers were counting, is what they were saying. I didn't fact check that because I was busy getting ready to come back to Florida. He, so he, wants to, he, he counted people that were turned away? Like they walked up to the... That's border patrol and tried getting in, tried getting in. And they were like, no, or even on a vehicle or whatever. Right, right, right. And they were like, no, you can't get in, get out. That counted as a deportation is what they're saying. I have not fact checked. I feel like that. that shouldn't count as a deportation that shouldn't, no. if you never went in. No, if you didn't go in, no. Yeah. Like the moment you cross over illegally and you get caught, then yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a deportation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So the, the uh, what's in time, time magazine. Mm hmm. Time Magazine came out with the cover, the the very famous cover that you made the brilliant meme of. <laughs> Everybody was memeing that thing before me, and I was like, I got a pretty cool picture of me as a kid. I'll yeah, put myself that, on that. That was great. <laughs> that was so great. So Time Magazine did the uh, picture of the now famous crying child. Mm-hmm. The now famous crying child with Trump, and it said, Welcome to America. Yeah. Which, before I even knew the story of the girl, who I assumed was like separated... I thought, like, that's a really, that's a, not a fun Photoshop idea, in my opinion. It no. just seems mean, too mean. Like, really, man? Like, everyone's been doing this, and you just want to act like Trump's the first and only president to do this, so you right. want to put his picture on there with a crying immigrant? Come Which, on, man. Yeah, of course, that's what they were doing. Yeah, and you, 100%, you, you look but... at the pictures of all the the separated children, I still haven't seen really many from now because uh, a lot of them are from the Obama era and it turns out that that girl was actually pretty much kidnapped from her dad right the the mom <laughs> the mo- there uh, she's Honduran mm-hmm. right yeah she's Honduran uh, she just decided okay I'm taking our daughter and I'm going to America to s- find a job and then she came here. Not a, a bad idea, but not, not a bad but idea. Still. But she was coming here in order to like seek asylum, which she wasn't. She was just coming here for a better job. And the dad was like, "No, we don't have a bad life. Like we didn't feel like we were in danger or anything." It's Honduras. Like, 
Right. I mean... Not that, yeah, South America sucks, yeah, but... Right. It's not Mexico, you know, or Venezuela. Right. And she was just like, nope, I'm just going to go. And he's like, there was nothing I could really do to stop her. And then she woke. I woke up one day and she was gone. That's fucked up. On, on her Especially part, yeah. on the mother, like, not only putting her daughter in danger by probably talking to fucking people smugglers... And she, apparently she was doing that as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah she was, she was talking with like, a, uh, they call them coyotes. Uh, yeah. She was talking with a coyote about coming up and bringing them up here. Yeah. But well, you continue. I just was going to quickly say and separating the daughter from the dad too. and separating. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like all of this was really messed up. Yeah. And now she's the face of, Oh look, separated ch- children when she wasn't. And God, no, yeah. And, that picture was when they pull they, 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 Picked him up right at, at a vehicle, yeah. and she was just crying because because the yeah, cops, yeah, uniforms, you right. know, like that's kind of scary. Cops, bright lights, flashing Mom, lights, probably, yeah. probably some yelling. I don't know. Um, I don't really know how that all happens. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the that entire situation is messed up, and yet this this girl has become the face of this, the poster child of the separation when she wasn't even separated. And I don't like to. I don't like to give the Daily Mail a lot of props because I don't like some of the things that they have done in the past. Mm-hmm. But finding that guy, interviewing that guy, and releasing that story, yeah, fantastic! Like that—that's yeah. what—that's good journalism right there. Thank yeah. you, thank you, England, for good journalism. Yeah, and somebody was saying like, people were were pulling the whole Kathy Newman thing from the Kathy Newman Dr. Jordan Peterson interview. So Are you saying, saying? <laughs> yeah? So what you're saying? Well, you're saying Muhammad is no deport, no uh, family separations happened. I'm like, are you dumb? Right. Like, I'm not even going to entertain that, this. That was the other thing on my post where I showed the uh, Obama thing. People, were like, how can you support this? Uh, how can you support this? Where did I say I support it? Why did I didn't say I support any of this? I did not say that I support family yeah. separation. I didn't say I. I have said multiple times that I think we need better immigration yeah. uh, policies. I have said that numerous times, but you guys are just saying because I posted this picture, posted this picture of Obama, I suddenly support Trump's policies on this. Yeah, I mean, I think you can be. So what you're saying? I think. Is, I think you can be just as specific as me, um, but I mean, I don't, but speaking for myself, I'm a very specific person. Whenever it comes to talking about this, anything that's intellectual or debates or whatever, I like to be very specific right. and, and just that whatever we're talking about, unless something else comes up that like segues into it, I can be I, I, I like being very specific because I don't like this. That's why I learned really. And a lot of it comes from debating my liberal friends with all due respect, because a lot of you, a lot of my liberal friends, you know, will jump all over the place you know like keep moving goalposts and bringing other points up and that's why i like to be just very specific and ignore things that have nothing to do with what i'm talking about and i'm like i never said anything about that the only thing i said is the girl in that cover wasn't separated and i think time knew what they were doing considering the context of what's going on right now in the national debate on the national stage with the executive order with everything yeah yeah, you couldn't even put a picture of an actual separated person under uh, under Trump because you don't have a picture because they're all either from Obama or like this girl that wasn't separated. Right. You know, so no, that's fucked up. And I'll call I'll call him out on it. 100 percent. Even though I don't like the idea of separating the children, like I don't know what the proper answer is. And Trump's answer is all of them will just get indefinitely detained together, you know, so I guess that's one answer to right. just keep and them together. And that's that's the thing that when he did the executive order and he said that um, he was like, yeah, so I'm not going to separate the children anymore, which you know now apparently is unconstitutional. Okay, so um, yeah, about that, I was like laughing my ass off right right before we started the show. Okay, so real quick, right before we started the show, I'm like getting everything set up, making sure everything worked, <laughs> and Mahab just starts giggling like a <laughs> madman. <laughs> I was like, what? And he just keeps laughing. And I was like, are you ready to do this? And then he goes, apparently it's unconstitutional for Trump to do what he did. (laughs) Why do they fucking care? That's why I shared that one meme or whatever that was like, the mainstream media is angry at Trump for uh, prematurely 
you know, killing the reason for being mad at him. Like, it's so stupid that we're still talking about this because people are still mad about it, even though he ended it. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, you da- you're damned if you do, you're and you're damned, damned if, if you don't. don't. I, I knew that they were going to get mad about it. I didn't know how they were going to get mad about it. I can't believe they're calling it unconstitutional. Yeah, on CNN, Dem Congressman, Trump executive order on family separation is unconstitutional. And then it says... President Donald Trump's executive order to keep undocumented immigrant parents and children together is unconstitutional, did not solve the family separation issue, Representative David Cicilline said Friday. The president's executive order says, okay, you don't want kids being separated from their mothers? Okay, we'll solve that. We'll say that families can be detained together indefinitely. Like, well, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, that's what else are you going to do? I mean. It is a law. I mean, immigration is a thing, and illegal immigration right. is a thing right now. So there has to be some kind of something. They have to go to courts, you know, like, you know, what everybody has to go to court, basically, you know. So what, you're going to act like, what, what are you going to do? Not detain them? You're supposed to detain people to go to court. Right. Especially when they're not legal citizens, and they have to answer for that crime, whether they committed it or not, even if they did, just like mass murders, you know, they have to go to court exactly so what are you gonna do just let them run loose like no and uh yeah that was one of the things that like i was like okay so you understand by him doing this all he's going to be doing is uh all he's going to be doing is changing the rules on how long a child can stay locked up (laughs) yeah so you're not gonna like the response like what you want is for him to just go okay well you came over as a family you get to come in like, I know that's what you want, but that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is the opposite of that, where it's just like, all right, well, now the family just gets locked up together for six <laughs> months. But at least they'll be together. Exactly. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, and I was talking to my parents about this, and they thought it was, you know, mean with the whole immigration laws here. And even though I used to be an open border guy, and then I was convinced to be more of the privatize the borders guy. I'm a privatized borders guy. Yeah. And I was just like, even if we don't get to that level, every single country in the world has immigration laws. And I don't understand why we have to be so different. Right. They're, they've always been a thing. Even when the whole send me your huddled masses thing, you know, the Irish and the Italians and everybody that was the Jews, everybody so, coming here, they still got... They still went through some kind of system to walk in. Nobody exactly. just walked in. Nobody just walked in. Like, regardless. So the uh, send me your huddled masses, blah, 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 the thing at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty. Do you know where that comes from? Mm-mm. Okay, so back in the early 1900s, sometime in the first uh, fifth of the 1900s, I don't remember when, uh, they ran a contest to see who could, for who would uh, put, I think it was a poetry contest and then the winner got to put that on there. Mm-hmm. Right. The person who wrote that was in, was a uh, socialist who wrote that in order to try to convince for more open borders. Okay. Yeah. Cause they wanted more open borders because they wanted to have a more socialist society. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was at the, that was at the turn of the century, right? The yeah. 20th or something. Or was it before that? It was bo- no, it no was, socialism. Yeah, that was it was the totally new back then. Right, so it probably. was it was right right around the twentieth century. Yeah, or beginning. Of, I think it was like nine. It was like right after. It was either right after World War One started or right before it started. I can't remember. I, feel, I think it's before it. Yeah, I can't remember exactly when, um, but that is how the semi or huddled masses uh, got onto the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Wow, that's good to know. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, regardless, we still had laws and stuff, you know, I mean, I tend to sort of agree even then with some, this is only me, Muhammad speaking, some of what the alt-right say about culture, you know, like not everybody is going to be culturally well enough to, well, not well enough, culturally tolerant enough to survive in this society, you know, and that's where you get stuff like all the MS-13 gangs everywhere. Right. You know, like, uh, or, you know, um, when you look at Europe, for example, Poland and I think Ukraine, 
Eastern Europe really has been a lot more against the EU when it comes to the immigration thing. I mean, a lot of the immigrants walk through their territories to get to the Western side, Western Europe. Right. And I mean, look, I look, um, not every, just look at Europe, man. Like with all the violence there that happens from Arabs and Muslims, for example, like if you take a look at Germany, you take a look at, uh, England, you take a look at, um, Italy, like the, the, Amount of violence coming from the refugees. My people. Your people. Not all of them are bad, but they are bringing a lot of... A lot of... Not the similar culture of Europe that's more tolerant and open-minded and liberal. Right. They they, they aren't assimilating to the culture of the country that they yeah. are going to. And I, I see that as a... I see it as a problem. And I, can, and I do understand that. Yeah. I do understand that. Um, America, granted, yes, America is a melting pot. We're a nation of immigrants... Yeah, I get all of that. But over the last 200 years, we have built an American culture. When people are like, Americans don't have a culture. Well, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We 100% do. Uh, okay, so a perfect example of this, which I can use uh, recent experiences. Many of the people, many of the people that uh, ran the store that I worked at in Alaska ran a store in Mexico. And they wanted us to be sharking, like, just fighting each other for sales. But many of us were Americans and we're just kind of like, no, you go. Yeah. You can go. I don't really care. (laughs) And they were getting upset about that. So they tried to like pit us against each other because that works in Mexico. And for us, they like tried to belittle us and pit us against each other and all that kind of stuff. And that was when I was like, you can't do that to me. You want (laughs) to belittle me? Watch. I, I told, uh, I told one person, I was like, look, I've uh, had a filter on for a while. I'm taking it off. And they said, that's probably not a great idea. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Watch what I can say to you. <laughs> I will make you cry. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. And it was shortly after that that I stopped working there. <laughs> but, you know, and, and there's a difference too. like it, the difference doesn't matter, but it's important. You know, like, yeah, people in, coming into the United States are escaping Gang violence and go go government violence. Yeah, well, I could say the same about the Middle East now. Actually, well, no, but a lot of them are fleeing terror and war. Is there know? really a difference between gang violence and government violence? Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. no. <laughs> so, my okay. So I've been saying this for ever. Um, if you want to have this wave of uh, illegal immigrants to end. There's one simple thing we have to do here. Granted, it's not going to happen, but there's one simple thing we have to do here. Build a wall. Legalize all drugs. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would definitely, I mean. That would kill the cartels. They already said, there's like an article, you guys can look it up because I'm not going to do that right now, um, about how Colorado's legalized, well, not Colorado, Colorado mainly and the other states that legalized recreational and medical have been putting a huge dent in like uh, cartel oh, money. Yeah. And if the rest of the country, you know, legalizes it as Trump said he would be okay with doing. Right. Um, that'll be good. You know, that'll be good. I mean, I think that alone would kill the cartels. Yeah. If you, if you kill the cartels, you kill the violence in their States and they don't have to come here. And they not, not that here. we're not welcoming of them, but they'll have no reason to right. move here. They, they can aren't stay gonna home be, with their families. You know? Right. They aren't going to be leaving because of the danger and the violence and, you know, seeking asylum from these drug cartels because the cartels will no longer be there. Yeah. It won't be as dangerous for them to be living there. So by legalizing cocaine, heroin, uh, we legalize it all. Legalize everything. You kill the cartels. The government now is in charge of all of that because, you know, that's how that's going to end up working. So the government will just become its own cartel. Um, but they already robbed from us. So, yeah, you know, it'll be the same thing. You tax the crap out of heroin. You tax the crap out of cocaine, weed. Yeah, but no one's smuggling alcohol anymore, you know? Right. Unless taxes are really high in like in New York. So you smuggle cigarettes because, you know, you have to smuggle cigarettes. Because right. They're too expensive. Right. You pick up a case for of, the, you know, poor people. You pick up a couple of cartons and del- a cigarette because they're poor. You pick up a carton in Delaware and drive it over to New York. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
if you do that, you get rid of all the violence. Well, not all the violence. You get rid of a good portion of the violence going on in those countries. And then these people don't have a reason to leave. They don't need to seek asylum from the drug cartels. Yeah. And on top, on top of doing that, I think we need to like hundred percent amnesty for everybody here. Uh, because that's you want to do, you know, you want to keep track of everybody. That's how you're going to do it. Make it amnesty. Let them come out of the, you know, hiding the shadows. Yeah. Let them come out and be normal people. And so we know who they are and where they are. You know, that's other, this is a message to the Republicans, I guess, you know, like you want to keep track of them. That's how you're going to want to do it. Or uh, if you keep, if you keep scaring them away, they're just going to keep hiding. Right. Like, I'm not, so I'm not, whatever you want to do. I'm not hundred percent sure how I feel on just pure amnesty for everybody. I, I haven't really given it a ton of thought, but I don't know how I feel about that because for the people who have been doing it legally, I feel as though that's almost just unfair. I, I think care. I would say <laughs> they can't hear you if you're not. On I that. don't care. Um, I, f- I feel as though amnesty plus like, yeah, you're not going to get in trouble. You still have to take the classes. If you don't do full amnesty, the ones that don't get amnesty are not going to come out. That's why I said right, what but, I said. No, but I mean, you amnesty plus you have to do the classes. Oh, like, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So it's like you're still doing it legally. You're just not going to get in trouble for yeah. doing it illegally. No, but yeah, I just mean amnesty, like give everybody amnesty. I don't care if we have to have everybody take classes or whatever. Right. That's fine. I don't care. Okay. You know, yeah. As long whatever. as they're still going through the process. Yeah. I'm okay with the amnesty yeah. portion. Yeah. I, I just don't want it to be like, okay, you guys are good. You're now citizens come and sign mm-hmm. up. Like I still want them to go through the process. Everybody else had to go through. Yeah. But I do think that we need uh, comprehensive immigration reform. Yep. Yeah. I think we need to do a faster path to citizenship for people who want to come here. Yeah. I a hundred percent do. I don't, I mean, I don't think people that came here legally, are any more special than the ones that that yeah, my parents came here legally? But I don't think they're any more special than people that are still here illegally. I don't. I don't see they, it as they that. brought That's you just here. me. They're very special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, like the I see as there there's a culture thing, and we need to help them integrate into our culture. Right. You know, the m- multiculturalism is stupid. Multiculturalism but, is stupid melting them together and assimilating as the this multicultural like american culture that's better i actually read a book about uh, i read a book recently uh by carlos frankel it's called teaching uh socrates in palestine socrates socrates <laughs> it's a bill and ted joke oh <laughs> <laughs> I was like, has everybody been saying it wrong? <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you know, it's him. And there's another book by another lady that I forget her name, Martha and Nussbaum. And they talk about it's a philo- their philosophy books. And uh, Carlos guy, he's talking about a culture of debate and why that's important and how it can help like make peace, bring peace in the world. He did like different seminars all around the world and they have both have different uh, ways of going about it because Martha, she talks in her book about, I think it's called for not for profit or something. Um, and she basically she's more of the whole multicultural approach and like forcing change. And he's more about respecting differences and, and, and um, fostering a culture of debate. So people with differences can sit down and talk and they don't have to, agree about anything except for the use of philosophy and debating to get over their differences. Right. And I, I liked his approach a lot when it come to the, came to that, you know, like you was talking, uh, like when he was teaching in like in Israel or Palestine, one of them. Um, yeah. You know, and he, he used to have the difference between like Jews, you know, Muslims, Palestinians, whatever. And a lot of it is really stupid differences and it, it would be pointless to try to change that differences and get them to like each other. But if you just use philosophy in a non-academic setting to debate, right. you know, how to make their changes, their, their changes, they can um, uh, probably get to peace without having to agree with their the different ideas of God or whatever, you know. I, I don't know. I, it's a great book. I mean, if it's not that long. It's 200-something pages. 
And if you like philosophy, I I'm not a big philosophy guy, but I actually really like that book. So, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of peace, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that uh, the emperor Trump may get the Nobel Peace Prize. Why? Uh, well, he did this thing. Well, he <laughs> ate it on this thing. Uh, he he had a lot to do with this thing. Uh, there's a peninsula over in uh, Asia. Yeah. Uh, I think we had a war there. Yeah. Or something. Uh, a really long one. It lasted forever. I mean, granted, there was a ceasefire that ended recently. But um, apparently there's peace in Korea now. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be denuclearizing. And uh, our president, the emperor, Grand Emperor Trump, mm-hmm. Uh, he had something to do with that. Yeah. Either that or a basketball player in a dress did something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not 100% sure what happened there. Um, yeah, but, you know, he um, you know, he gave Kim Jong, like, a copy of The Art of the Deal. Did he? Yeah. You, oh, you didn't hear about no, that? No, I didn't. He gave him, like, Trump's book, which I thought was pretty interesting. Because um, I didn't think... I don't know if he liked Trump or he just doesn't care and just wants peace on that peninsula. Right. And I drawn a blank on his name but we all know who who it is rod uh rod right rod oh the basketball player dennis rodman rodman yeah rod rodman dennis rodman dennis rodman old number 92 yeah uh, yeah so yeah i don't know what was his motivation for giving him trump's book i don't know if i don't think he's a maga person but he gave he him went, Trump's book. He was on CNN wearing a MAGA hat. Oh, he was? He was on CNN after this all happened. He was on CNN wearing a MAGA hat crying. I think Dennis Rodman is just like really into the idea of peace and he doesn't care how it happens. I think he I think he's really into the I think he really liked Korea and he wanted there to be peace there and he did not care how, and he, how it happened. Yeah. Right. And he just because back when Obama was president and Rodman was like the first American to go there legally since like the 40s or something like that. The, oh, this was under Obama? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. Eh. Yeah, he he went back then uh, because uh, Kim Jong-un is a huge basketball fan and oh. like Dennis Rodman. So he invited him and Dennis Rodman went. And uh, after he left, it was just like Dennis Rodman leaves North Korea. It was like a huge news thing back then. And they said, uh, Dennis Rodman was saying, Obama likes basketball. Kim Jong-un likes basketball. Why don't they just get together and play a game? And yeah. <laughs> I remember when he said that, I was like, that is the dumbest shit I have ever heard anybody <laughs> say. Uh, but in the, like, in the end, you know, Dennis Rodman, how uh, uh, did idiot basketball player that had all the nose rings and the facial piercings and the dyed green hair and would wear a wedding dress uh, out in public. Like, why did he do that? Because I didn't know this was a thing. I don't know why he's Dennis Rodman. Like I remember watching him play. uh, I remember watching him play uh, back when I still cared about the NBA. Who did he play for? Uh, He played for the Bulls. He played for Detroit. He played for. Are any of those big teams? The Bulls were. Okay. I think he won a championship with them. Cool. Yeah, he was a great he great rebounder. Great, great rebounder. What is rebounding when you grab the ball and go to the other side of their court or something? I don't know what that means. It's when somebody takes a shot and uh, the ball and they miss and the and then you take it, it and you go and either that score? or or there's an offensive rebound where you keep it on your side of the court. Oh. So, I mean, but he was really good at that. I obviously don't know shit about right. basketball. <laughs> but yeah, he was really he was really good at that uh and I was like, but he was just he was out there. He he did crazy. I think he married Madonna for like a minute. <laughs> and then he wore a wedding I remember he wore a wedding dress. There's a really uh uh he wore a re- wedding dress for a publicity thing. I can't I can't remember like he did a bunch of stuff, but then he one day he was just like, I like North Korea. I'm going to go hang out with Kim Jong-un, and he did, and then he wanted to bring peace there, and now there is. Mm-hmm. There's a, a great meme going around the internet, and it shows this old old guy sitting there uh, talking to a kid, <laughs> and it says, uh, Grandpa, can you tell me about peace in North Korea? And it says, slam shot. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it all started with a basketball player in a dress. <laughs> and that made me laugh so hard because Dennis Rodman, uh, I remember when he did that and like people were like, oh, Dennis Rodman's got issues. What's wrong with him? Why is he doing this? But yet still he is somewhat instrumental in bringing peace to fucking Korea. <laughs> and it's absolutely insane to me. But my favorite thing about the entire situation is that Donald Trump was nominated for a Pul- uh, Nobel Peace Prize, not a Pulitzer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Pulitzer. Uh, but he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize by a Scandinavian. Nor- yeah, Norwegians. Norwegians. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously the Republicans, but that was going to happen. Right, that was going to happen anyway. But the fact that he was nominated by the Norwegians makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because all of the Democrats are like, well, no, they're a socialist they're socialist yeah country. which yeah yeah no they're not a friend of mine we were talking about that earlier yeah. i was like they're not. no they aren't they're a free market system yeah maybe. they never that norway sweden finland never came out and said so but but they are you know that they didn't see a need to say so but denmark's pm did which is actually the one that gets brought up the most is denmark mm-hmm. and he said no, no we're not socialists probably because they remember what happened uh even though well Denmark, huh? Well, yeah, they do remember. I mean, Nazis are socialists. So right. They remember when the Nazis invaded. Finland. Finland was invaded by the fucking commies, the Russians, during World War II for no reason. I don't know if any... Well, obviously, nobody knows, I guess, or remembers that unless you read history. But, yeah, the commies invaded freaking Finland. Who... who why? You know, because they're close to Germany, I guess. Or you, I think the reasoning was they thought they were culturally similar enough that they were kind of worried they might end up being like Nazis or something right is what I remember reading I yeah but yeah these countries are are free market systems with large welfare you know systems on top of them like I've talked about that before I even wrote a little thing like two years ago about it like welfare was created really in Germany by Bismarck Otto von Bismarck you know in the late 19th century as a response to socialism because the people you know marx had been a recently a thing and people started reading it and all that and socialist movements started growing and Otto von bismarck said that um well not said i guess he decided or came up with the welfare state as the solution to keeping socialist movements at bay and it worked i guess it, wor- it worked everywhere because there's welfare everywhere and welfare if you're getting well, if you're giving welfare to people you don't need socialism you know because right. you're taking care of the people right and yes i don't agree with welfare but it's important to know the difference like i was saying earlier being very specific there's a huge difference between welfare and and socialism and people think that welfare is socialism but it's not you know the definition of socialism doesn't include welfare nor does it include t- taking care of people um, that could be an intention of some socialists, yes. Um, but welfare is giving, is, you know, taking basically the government providing uh, some kind of subsidy or help in, you know, in like medicine or food or housing to the people through taxation. That doesn't make it socialism at all no. by any stretch of the imagination. It's just taxes paying for something. And welfare would include, you, no, I'm sorry, socialism would include abolishing private property especially in certain sectors of the economy so you can't say that welfare is socialism when there's private people doing for example food and housing and uh uh food housing medicine you know right uh it would be socialism if you abolish private food housing and medicine and make it all government ran or people ran or whatever the fuck you want to say you know i have to go on that rant just (laughs) because I talk about it too much, and people don't understand the difference between welfare and socialism and why it's just not the same it's thing. It's just not. You know? Right. Um, man, I know I wrote down another thing. I can't believe that I didn't put down any notes for today. Actually, I can believe that because that's pretty par for the course for us. I mean, uh, I mean, there's also like some of the tariff stuff, but there's not much to say about that. No. I mean, I know we talked... Okay, so I know that we wrote down the immigration stuff, the separation stuff, which we talked about. And then I know that we talked about the Korea stuff, which we talked about. And then there was one last thing. Mm. 
and I don't remember what that was. Well, a funny funny thing that happened at the G7 meeting is uh, Trump... Ju- Justin Trudeau's eyebrow fell off? No, Trump took some... What do you call them? The, the Oh, the Starburst. Yeah. God, I, that was funny. I died when I saw that. Oh, my God. <laughs> he took Starburst out of his you know jacket pockets and threw it on the table, apparently. At Merkel. At Merkel and said, never say. <laughs> I didn't give, I didn't you, give anything. you anything. <laughs> that is. I was like, this guy's a badass. And I swear to God, if he gave her one pink. If he gave her one pink Starburst, he gave her too much. He gave up too much, and he is not the artist of the deal because you do not give away pink Starburst to anybody. Pink Starburst, you you hoard those. That's like gold. (laughs) You open up a pack of Starburst, you get one pink and 47 yellows, and it's like, well, yellows suck. You Mm -hmm. better have given her all of the fucking yellows. Yeah. So yeah, immigration, Trump. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else is out there. This might be, I mean, okay enough to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'd have to like end the video to find out what I wrote. I mean, honestly, these were the most important topics right now. Anyways, I don't think it's important to talk about the other yeah, stuff. Fair enough. Before that, you know, uh, same, you know. Uh, dead air. Yeah, sorry, dead air. Um, <laughs> I was reading something somebody wrote. Oh, um, what was it? Sitza. What? Sitza. What is that? Yeah, see, that's why I paused. I was like, um, "What?" Well, hang on one second. I have to Google that. Well, have, have people? Let me check if people left us any uh, questions on here. No, not really. I mean, okay, no questions. Uh, I will say that I did get find this uh, fantastic restaurant up in Alaska. Um, that Adam and I ate at like every single day and it was uh, the Alaskan fish house. So if you're ever in Ketchikan, go to the Alaskan fish house. Uh, Absolutely amazing. Uh, My friend Tiki, that's her real name. (laughs) Tiki. Uh, She works there and she's actually watching us right now. So thanks for watching us Tiki and uh, go there. Uh, Oh, the Stop the Importation and Trafficking of Synthetic Analogs Act, or the SITSA Act. Yep. What's the title? Stop the Importation and Trafficking of Synthetic Analogs Act. What's an analog? Uh, that's going to be like fentanyl. Why would we want to stop that? Uh, stop the trafficking of it? Oh, stop trafficking of it. Right. I'm assuming it's already against a lot of traffic. It. I'm certain. But they're probably just increasing the... Oh, make it more illegal. Make it, Yeah, they're making it... <laughs> So dumb. Oh, it's because they're mixing it in heroin. Okay, what's this law going to stop? I don't know. Heroin's illegal. <laughs> right. 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 Know, Let's keep the heroin pure, people. We need We need heroin to be pure. Uh, don't mix it with fentanyl. Um, I mean, we can, okay, end, so, we, can, we can end the show. Yeah, we can. Uh, Sarah, I'm sorry. We're going to have to uh, actually look into that a little bit more. I know that you are saying it threatens yeah, Kratom. We can talk about it next, right. next time. Well, I mean, that does sound I'm interesting. I'm going to look into it a little bit more um, and talk about it next time. Um, seriously, though, it is good to be back doing the show. I have missed this. Like, I was doing those, like, short five-minute videos here and there. Yeah. And... I found out that uh, walking while doing one, not easy. Uh, <laughs> you run out of breath so quick, especially when you're climbing 111 steps or whatever that is. And uh, this is that part of that part of Alaska. You're above sea level, right? Uh, we were right at sea level, but oh. it's also but it's also very mountainous. So where my so Front Street slash Tongas Boulevard or Avenue or whatever is right there right where the boats pull up oh, okay yeah but where my where my house was was at the top of a mountain so we had to walk up this flight of steps which was i think it was 111 or 113 steps adam would probably know yeah. uh i don't remember off the top of my head um it was 113 steps up so one day i was like okay i'm gonna do a podcast on my way like i'm gonna do a quick one while i'm just walking home <laughs> and so i was walking and doing it and then i got to like step 60 and I was just like, <laughs> I'm running. Oh my god, talking while doing this is so much harder. <laughs> I, oh, I, I mean, I haven't announced this yet, but I'm joining the army. Oh, that was the other thing. What? 
That was what we were going to talk about. Uh-huh. You, you joining the newest branch of the military. Oh! Hold on. Well, it'll be quick. This is actually... like I'm. Mean, I, so, everybody knows I was Baker-acted. I don't know how that system works. Like, I don't know. I guess the cops put in put it in under me- medication or medicine or something like that. Healthcare right. reasons. And I so I called the gun shop. I'm allowed to own a gun if I want to. Thank yeah. God. Um, and the recruiter looked into my information. I did not pop up in any system as not allowed to. So right now I am looking into going back in the reserves like hardcore. My first PT test is in a month. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to go in that one unit in McDill. Okay. But they might be having a hard time doing it. So I might end up at 20th Special Forces Group on the other side um, with a guard. Last time I talked to the recruiter there, it was a female sergeant. She wanted, she wanted me to become Special Forces. And I told her I might be able to get in enough shape to jump out of airplanes again and do regular army stuff. I don't think I can do special forces school. <laughs> uh, so anyways, pretty excited about that. Like going back in. I'm also excited about space force space force. Yeah. I am very excited space about force. that. I will uh, be ready to kill all the Xenos come. All the Xenos come. Yeah. Uh, anybody, any libertarian who supports space force is not a libertarian. <laughs> I'm sure every single one of us is joking. I know. Because some people think I'm serious. I know. But if you re- this I am serious about. If you really think about it, there's worse things they could be spending money on, like war or something. <laughs> there are no aliens. So we're going to have an awesome Space Force, you know? As, did you see the, uh, the post that somebody, the, I think it's a Facebook group called uh, Space Force, but they're like the new Space Force uniforms are lit. Yeah, <laughs> black with stars. I saw on that. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, a hundred billion dollars on Space Force. I'm like, we don't need to spend this money, guys. <laughs> Didn't you ever read The Moon Is a Harsh Mistress? This is unnecessary. <laughs> I I was telling uh, Tucker that you know I'll commission and become a captain in the Navy, the Space Navy. And I'll be in charge of the USS. There's no water. No, but but the, it's a navy though, you know, because they're ships. That's how it is. That's why they're admirals and captains. Not you know, they get navy ranks. It's a boat and not sea. You know, blank sea, nothing sea. Aren't there captains in the air force? Well, yeah, but those are there. That's they're based off of army ranks. No, they're generals. Are they generals? Yeah, air okay. force are general because it's army ranking. Right. Okay. But no, yeah. If you look at any sci-fi, it's all naval based, which does make sense. I don't know why you can't see that. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to commission. I'll be in charge of the USS Kaba. <laughs> we're going to be, it's, it's a cruiser. It's going to have about uh, 250, 300, you know, uh, 250 sailors and about 50 Marines on board. And um, this is what you do. This is, Okay. So what you do instead of calling it the USS Kava is <laughs> you petition to the Kava bars. And say, whoever gives you the most amount of money, you'll name it the USS Low Tide or the USS Muddy Water. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think the citizens of Earth would allow that because it's going to be a military ship. So right. the government's going to have to name it. Man. So I can petition the government, but then I'm going to have to petition the right. government through this is, the Kava bars. This is why we lobby. <laughs> yeah. We get paid by the Kava bar that wants the ship named after them. Yeah. And then we lobby the government. Yeah. To be like, no, no, we need to name it the USS Low Tide. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, so it's USS Low Tide. Right. We're on, we're on patrol, man. Um, the outer edge of, you know, the system. Very boring stuff. You know, we're right on the, we're on the other side of Pluto stopping by. And, you know, the Oort cloud is a couple other, you know, hundred thousands, hundreds of thousands of kilometers away. And we get attacked. You know, there's incoming bogeys, you know. And From space. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're coming through the Oort cloud. We, well, didn't know they were, we didn't know they were aliens, but right. now they're here. And we're getting, you know, like hands on deck, red alert, hello. And we get boarded. Like no time to even like get ready for this. And then we die a valiant, fiery death. And that's right now the end of the story, but it's going to be awesome because I'm going to die. 
a fiery death, you know, serving on the USS Low Tide. That was that went from being the most depressing thing you've ever said on this show to all of a sudden not so bad because I want to die. I'll get a statue of valiant fiery death. I'll get let's a statue. Not get, let's first, not get that confused. The, I want to die of valiant fiery death. The first death. Space Force commander to die. Fighting the Xenoscum, the fucking cockroaches that are trying to invade our system, our right. beautiful no, I mean, system, I they're trying to black. take our women and our children. You know, no, we're gonna fight and and we're gonna go to the fucking planet and kill them. <laughs> You're an idiot. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, uh, there was an article on Reason today uh, saying how we're alone in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've definitely talked about that before, right? Yeah. yeah. And I probably agree with that. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think if definitely, there, I think if there is life out there, it's bacterial. Yeah. Well, since it's been a while and I don't know who's listening and how often people listen, it's called the Fermi paradox. That was what they were talking about in the article. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've watched six hours of Fermi paradox stuff because it can actually get really deep if you look at it. And they use this, I forget what it's called, the Drake Equation. There's something called the Drake Equation, and there's a list Does that of... that have to do with the cell phone? No. <laughs> and then there's this, like, list of filters of, like, what could help intelligent life form. It's a lot of stuff. Is there water on the planet? Is there uh, gravity? Is there enough gravity on that rock that life is forming on? Um, it's, it's, like, 50-plus things... And then it's a 50-50% chance of set thing happening. And basically that makes it really, really impossible for something to be out there, including that the fact that we would have seen them by now if it was in this galaxy. We're not going to ever get to any other galaxy because of the expansion of the universe. Right. The expanse. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. The universe is expanding faster than light and light stretches with it. Um it, this is a, like you can watch some good channel like SciShow, um, and there's a um, what's that one educational pub, PBS? There's a PBS one called uh, Space Time. Educational, we'll give that a eh. yeah. <laughs> well, eh. PBS have a show called Space Time on YouTube. It's really good, um, and basically, um, so yeah, we're never going to see the other galaxies. But if there was somebody in the in the billions of stars that we have here. In our galaxy, with the millions of planets that could support life, if there if life had already happened, we would have seen it because of radio. Because uh, right. radio waves are the easiest form of communication, and they go really far. Right, um, and like that's how we can see different like pulsars and stuff. They're called like uh, fast radio bursts, FRBs. You know, like radios are how we can see communications depending on what, how the signal looks. So if there was somebody else in our galaxy we would have seen their radio transmissions happening here we, we can see it like easily actually and yeah i think we're alone dude and it's a really sad you know thing of life to think about it like that that we are alone but you know we could be the cedars of life in the future you know we could be the ones going around and helping you know life grow in the galaxy when it comes to that if if we don't kill ourselves, right? Which I don't think we are going mean, to kill ourselves. Me you know? personally, and this, this is just me. I feel as though as if anybody should be um, populating the rest of the universe, it should be me. Yeah. Uh, so if any women want to sign up for, uh, not that, that we're, I wasn't talking about that life. I was talking like listen, throwing bacteria down on different planets listen. and letting it over time. <laughs> I'll throw my bacteria all over, <laughs> all, over all the planets. Um, <laughs> we're gonna. You call yours bacteria? <laughs> I mean, whatever. For the joke, I will. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna build a space force, and your anus is gonna pay for it. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, that is just about all the time we got for today. Thank you for everybody who tuned in. Thank you for all the comments. Thank you for everything. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash muddied waters of freedom. You can follow us on Instagram at muddied waters of freedom, or you can follow us on Instagram at muddied underscore waters. And we are available every single day at muddiedwatersoffreedom.com. Uh, you can follow Muhammad Shaker. I'm Muhammad Shaker. <laughs> <laughs> or you can follow me. Add me as a friend. I probably will accept you. Um, actually, that's not even a probably. I'll, I'll accept you. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah. If there's a listener. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's a listener. I'm pretty certain we're already friends. Um, but yes. Yeah, so uh, remember, uh, thank you all very much. I do appreciate it. Uh, I have missed each and every one of you. I'm glad to be back. Uh, I'm glad I'm back earlier than expected. And are you going to tell me about this job? thing of yours or are you gonna tell the show i'm gonna tell you as soon as everything's finalized all right remember where we're going do you have the music ready yeah okay try again <laughs> oh and remember where we're going we don't need roads <laughs>